0: Log Talk Radio.
1: Welcome to the Greater St. Stephen Missionary Baptist Church, coming to your homes live from Portland, Oregon. We are a people of worship, work, and prayer, ready to serve the Lord, ready to serve with the community, and ready to withstand the enemy. You for choosing to worship with us today. It is our prayer that during our worship experience, that your love for God will be intensified, your faith be stirred, your hands get to clapping, and your feet get to dancing. After this song of preparation, be prepared to join Pastor Kimberly K. Black and the greater St. Stephen's Church family as we bless the Lord.
2: today. We bless your name, oh God. We count it a joy today. We count it an honor and a privilege. Hallelujah.
0: Thank you, Lord.
2: We bless your name. Come on, clap your hands and give him praise. Thank you, oh God. Hallelujah. Our call to worship this morning. Shout with joy before the Lord, O oh earth. Obey him gladly. Come before him singing with joy. Try to realize what this means. The Lord is good. The Lord is good. The Lord is good. He made us. We are his people. The sheep of his pasture. Go through his gates with great thanksgiving. Enter his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. For the Lord is always good. For the Lord is always good. He is always loving. He is always kind. And his faithfulness goes on and on to each
3: exceeding
2: generation. May the Lord add a blessing to the readers and the hearers and the doers of his word. We have been called to worship this morning. So let's bless the Lord. Let's stand to our feet as we prepare to welcome him in to this place.
3: Welcome into this place. Welcome into this broken vessel, you desire to abide in the praises of your people, so we lift our hands as we lift up this praise unto your name. For oh, everybody to say, welcome to, the end, to this place, oh, we welcome you, Holy Spirit, we say. This
4: praise
2: unto your, your name. we come to praise your
4: name
3: we come to give you glory and honor as we offer up this praise unto your we come to bless your name we come to give you the glory as we offer up this praise unto your name Come on and clap your hands in the sanctuary
2: as you take your seats in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. We are truly grateful to God for giving us this opportunity to come to worship him in spirit and in truth. Our devotional reading this morning, Deaconess, if you can close that outer door. Amen. Our devotional reading this morning comes from Ezra chapter 5 verses 1 through 5, Ezra chapter 5, verses 1 through 5, and it reads, But there were prophets in Jerusalem and Judah at that time, Haggai and Zechariah, who brought messages from the God of Israel to Zerubbabel and Jeshua, encouraging them to begin building again. So they did, and the prophets helped them. Somebody helped them. But Taniah, the governor of the land west of the Euphrates, and Shere, Thobozem, and their companions soon arrived in Jerusalem and demanded, who gave you permission to reveal this temple and finish these walls. Everybody got haters. They also asked for a list of the names of all the men who were working on the temple. But because the Lord was overseeing, say the Lord will oversee the entire situation. Come on, y'all need to say that again. The Lord will oversee the entire situation. Hey, come on now! That's a place to give God praise. Y'all don't know when to praise the Lord. Hey, the Lord will oversee the entire situation. Uh huh. Yeah, you better trust in God. It says our enemies are not forced to stop building, but let us. Somebody say, let us continue while King Darius looks into the matter and returned his decision. May the Lord add a blessing again to the reading and the hearing of his holy word. Amen. Amen. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Gracious Father, we just thank you for this opportunity to come together to worship
1: you, to touch
2: and agree in prayer. Father, we thank you that you oversee every situation in our lives. Nothing is too hard for you. Nothing is impossible. We just have to have faith. We just got to trust. We just got to believe and obey. So, Father, as we, your handmade servants, come together today to worship you in spirit and in truth, we look to you for you are the author and the finisher of our health, our our, our faith. You are our help. You are our redeemer. You are our strength. You are our way maker. Father, we ask that you will forgive us of our sins. Forgive America of her sins. Father, we have lied. We have committed adultery. We have committed fornication. We have put God before you. We have stolen. We have cheated. We have killed. We have robbed. God, we have gossiped. We have murmured. We have complained. We have backbeaten, We have backslidden. God, forgive us of our sins. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Create within us a clean heart and renew a right spirit within us. Father, just like our lessons say you turn the heart of the kings in this lesson, I'm asking that you turn the heart of Joe Biden today. Turn the heart of Kamala Harris today. Turn the heart of Donald Trump today. Turn the heart of Putin today. Turn the heart of our rulers across this state and across this nation. Turn their hearts toward you, O oh God, that they may love mercy, do justly, and walk humbly before our God. I pray, Micah 6 and 8, over this nation today. Father, I pray that your people everywhere will humble themselves, seek your face and turn from their wicked ways. We're idol worshiping. We're putting gods before you. Oh God, we're forsaking ourselves with the assemblies of the saints. We got so comfortable with COVID that we can turn on the TV and turn on the computer and turn on our phones and say we went to church. But your word says let us come together. Let us worship the Lord our God. So, Father, we bless your name today. Father, I want to thank you because over the past week we saw in social media that a woman pulled over to be a good Samaritan to rescue a toddler that she saw on the freeway, on the highway. She pulled over to help this toddler, and the the, the cam from the highway patrol Showed another car creeping up on her and snatching her up. Kidnapping her. But God, I want to give you glory and honor because as I looked back on social media last night, she returned home to her family alive and safe. God thank you. I know somewhere the saints went to praying for her. The saints went to praying for her. And because of the prayers of the righteous, she was returned home to her family. God, I thank you. Father, I pray for our brothers and sisters that are living where the temperatures are in the triple digits. Oh, God, our brothers and sisters that are out on the street, houseless. God, I pray for their safety and their protection. Give them a cool place to go. Rest and find a meal and find refreshing water, then those of our brothers and sisters that are living in places where it's storming and the rain is causing flood, protect your people everywhere. God, we ask that you uh, would touch those behind prison walls and those who are incarcerated today in jail cells, Father, those who are incarcerated in their minds today, God, Set the captives free, Lord God. Heal and deliver your people, O God, in the name of Jesus. We thank you for this place of worship, and we thank you that we've come together to worship you in spirit and in truth. Father, we pray your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thy kingdom come, Lord, is what we want, and we want your will to be done. Now, Lord, as we, as we move from this place of worship into our, our praise and worship, we want you to continue, Lord, to move in this place. We want to continue to feel the atmosphere shifting with your glory. Even those that are at home, Father, I pray that they pause the television, that they told the dog and the cat to sit down, they told the children to be still because it's praise and worship time. It's time to go into the presence of the Lord. It's time to worship the Lord, our God, not because we have to, but because we want to. Father, I pray that you would lift up the hung-down heads of all of those that are grieving, not only in our family, but in, in this nation. Some mother had to bury a child. Some mother is getting ready to bury a child. Some husband is getting ready to bury a wife. Some wife is getting ready to bury a husband. Oh, God. Some child is getting ready to bury a parent. A sibling is getting ready to bid farewell to another sibling. God, touch, heal, and deliver. Strengthen them with your power that they may walk in your power and be made strong. Help them to remember, especially those that confess Christ, help them to remember even during this time of bereavement that their assignment is to be salt and light in the earth. Let them grieve with the joy of the Lord today. Let them be encouraged. Let them be empowered. Bless, Lord God, is our prayer today. And we give you glory and honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God and amen. Come on, let's stand to our feet as we go before the Lord in praise and worship.
4: Get that camera on them. Does he anything-
3: my body with a finger of love. That's why I love him. Let me give you another reason why I love the Lord. He kept me close in my right mind. I got a reasonable portion of my hell and strength. I wonder, is anybody here
1: My phone, do you, this is, did you unmute me?
2: Okay, so let's, okay, so we,
1: all right, all right. All right, you're unmuting me now? Thank you, okay. So let me go back, because they
2: didn't hear me on the broadcast. August 19th. Let me let me go back. Elder Farmer has been working really hard. Amen. He has partnered um, his his organization, his business that he has. He has a nonprofit business, and he worked with another business, and Sister Tanya is working with another business, and they're going to come together and help us with our church anniversary. Amen. I think and so that event will be on August the 19th. We don't have all the particulars ironed out yet, but we know I need to scale it back a little bit because when I was here on Friday, I had, you know, big, big dreams and big aspirations. And we're going to use the whole block, but I need to scale it back, amen.
0: Everybody amen. I need to
2: scale it back. I need to scale it back. So we will be in the yard. And we're going to use all of our space to have a hallelujah good time yes. on the 19th. Amen. Yes. Um, so we have some backpacks that we collected from last year. Elder Farmer has got some backpacks, that he got it up from the church. He's going to buy
1: some backpacks. All I need you all to do is make sure they get stuffed pack that. right, and packed up.
2: Lord. set up and break down. Amen. That's all we're going to do. And we will have some help. Amen. We're going to have some face painters. We're going to have some jugglers. We're going to have some toys and games. And we're going to have a good time. Amen? Amen. So that's what I wanted to let us know, that on August the 19th, we will celebrate our 39th church anniversary. Yeah. Amen. So we're really looking forward to up- a time in the Lord. Amen. All right. Let's hear this. um. Uh, last song And then we're going to go before the Lord With our word And um, be ready to hear the word From the Lord Amen.
3: You deserve my worship You deserve my praise Thank you, Jesus. Adoration and glory, it belongs to you always. Oh, you deserve my worship. Yes, you do, Lord. You deserve my praise. Adoration and glory. Hello.
0: Father, as we come
1: now to this portion of our worship experience, we ask that you would speak to our hearts and, home home. Home. and We bless your name, Father. We, home.
4: Home.
1: we, we, home. Home. we yes. give
4: you the glory, the honor, yes. Yes. and we magnify your holy name.
1: We magnify your holy name. You are good, you are great, you are worthy. And Lord, I pray that this word today will penetrate our hearts and minds. Help us to stay focused as we continue on our fast. Help us to be committed to our prayer time. I pray that this word will stir us up and motivate us, oh God, to do exactly what the children of Israel did. God, we thank you today for this word. God, you are the on-time God.
2: (laughs) As we look at this lesson, Father, it's right where we are in our lives right now. It's a revelant word. It's a rhema word. And, God, we want to respect it. We want to treat it for what it is. It is a right-now word for your people right now. So we thank you, oh God. We thank you for being in the midst of us. We thank you for giving us the opportunity to praise you, to worship you, and to magnify your holy name. I pray that
1: the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Lord, you're my strength and my redeemer. And the people of God say amen.
2: The book of Ezra, the book of Ezra, the book of Ezra. How many of us have a Sunday school book? Let me start there. Okay, Deacon Green, you don't have one? Do you have a Sunday school book? Okay, you have one. Okay, so everybody has a book, right? That was my question. Everybody has a book, right? All right. So we should all find some time, because we're fasting, and our Sunday school book gives us reading every day. And the reading every day, leads to the lesson. So if you want some devotional reading and you want to be prepared to know what I'm preaching about, read your weekly reading, and I will encourage you to read the Sunday school lesson. Do you like it that you know what the pastor is preaching every week? Or do you want to go back to just coming to church and being surprised? (laughs) <laughs> this helps us be more equipped in our words, saints. This helps us. You know, the more you hear something, repetition, when you hear things repetition, you tend to follow what you've heard over and over again. So the theme of Ezra, for my note takers, is rebuilding Bible and reformation. I'm going to give it to us again. Because I heard people this week saying we don't know why we're praying, what we're praying for. Here's three words right here. (laughs) People are going to pray next week and the week coming. They need something to pray about. Rebuild Revival and reformation. Let me pause and tell us that rebuilding does not happen overnight. And it requires some some muscle work. It requires us to roll up our sleeves and do something that we're not accustomed to doing. Rebuild. Revival. Revival. Revival means to renew or restore. How many of us need a revival? Yes, I need a revival. That's what we can pray for. Lord, send a revival and let it begin in me. Lord, we're 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 in a place. Do do we rebuild this way or that way? We don't know, but we do know we need to rebuild. Come on, y'all. The Sunday school lesson has laid it out for us. I said this was a rhema word. Rhema means right now. And this is a word we need right now. Greater St. Stevens, we need this word right now. Because we're talking about how do we rebuild? What do we do, Lord? We know we got to do something, but what is it? So we want to rebuild. We need his guidance. Revival. We need a Revival. We need to be made new. We need our community to be made new. We need our family and friends to be made new. To be restored. Because everybody is going through something. Don't, don't think they not. Our children go through something when they go to school. They might not come home and tell us everything that they go through. But they got a bully at school. They got a teacher at school that told them that they're not going to learn. They're not going to be successful. Our children go through that kind of stuff. They may not come home and tell it to you that day it happened, but they go through some stuff. So everybody needs to be restored. R-E-F-O-R-M-A-T-I-O-N. Reform. Means to change. Somebody say change. To improve. Say improve. To abandon evil ways. Come on, say it. To abandon evil ways. Don't we need to reform? Don't we need to reform? So the theme of Ezra is to help the body of Christ reveal, experience revival, and experience reformation. What we find here in this book of Ezra is the um, history of the children of Israel, God's chosen ones, um, after they had been released from Pharaoh, but gone back into captivity by Babylon. What we read in Ezra is we witness the rebuilding of the temple. Somebody say rebuild the temple. Yeah, we, we, we can't rebuild this, but we can do some work on it. I was sitting over in the fellowship hall, Brother Farrell, and I looked up and I said, it sure would be nice if all the lights were the same. Somebody say Rebuild. Yeah, it'd be nice if we could just put a nice fresh coat of white paint on the wall. Somebody say rebuild. Yeah, th- those are the type of things that we can do. It'd be nice if we would do those things to help edify. Be nice if somebody go in and say, "Well, Pastor, I want to freshen up the women's restroom. I got some beautiful um, pink paint. I got some beautiful. I got a beautiful pink curtain and a shower curtain. I want to just beautify it. Can I beautify? Can I beautify the women's restroom?" Come on, y'all. We're not gonna physically, we're not lying in ruins. Like their, their temple, it had been destroyed. The gates have been knocked down. Walls have been knocked down. All of the instruments and all of the candlesticks, everything had been stolen by Nebuchadnezzar. Because you know in their temple everything was gold. The, the candlesticks were gold. The show bowl was gold. The plate to hold the bread was gold. The cup to drink the communion out of was gold. Everything was gold. It was purple. It was beautiful. The lips satin. But when Nebuchadnezzar went in to destroy the temple of Jerusalem, the place where the people of God gathered, he took all of their stuff. He broke up the stained glass windows. Rebuild. We need new windows. Rebuild. Nebuchadnezzar went in and he tore up. They didn't even have a back wall when he tore up their temple. So when they went back to Jerusalem, they literally had to go and 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 get the stuff and make the bricks, lay the bricks and lay the concrete in between and stack bricks on top of the. Co- Come on, rebuild. And, and and when you read Ezra, a that, that couple of weeks ago, it talks about all the young men under the age of 20. Somebody said we need some men under age 20. Come on, y'all. I'm telling you, this was a rhema word for me. This, this, this helped me this week during our time of fasting and praying. My meeting with Elder Farmer helped me this week at, at our time of praying because I'm saying, God, I don't want to wait until August 9th to see the manifestation of, of our prayers. I need to see some stuff right now. I need to know that you are right now, God. I need to be able to tell the congregation that God is a right now, God. And if we be steadfast and unmovable, if we stay focused, I heard you, Zeke, and help us stay focused as we continue on our path. you will bless us. So, so so they got the young cats, the young dudes uh those that were under the age of twenty, no harm elder uh brother Farrell and Deacon Gwen and Brother Kimmins. your work comes in, in in this chapter, all right uh, uh your work comes in on, on chapter six amen uh so in other chapters, they got the young guys under the age of twenty to lay the brick and 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 I remember when we were having our house built they they had red lines going here they took spray paint cans of paint and drew red lines here, and that was for something. They did a yellow line, that was for something. Then you saw the word Northwest Natural Gas, that was for Northwest Natural Gas. Then you saw on that side, P.P. and L, that meant P.P. and L stuff went over there. Everything was laid out, so that's what the young dudes were doing in that day, that hard work. All right? Trying to get it all together. And and so when we see in Ezra, we see, we witness the rebuilding of the temple, and and we see the tribes coming together, and they are unified. What does unified mean to us? This morning I asked us to lift up hands, and and a couple of us was just sitting here. Some folks wasn't doing nothing. Some folks was writing. Some folks was, was digging in a purse. Some folks was... Scratching their ear, I said, "Lift hands." Unification means everybody do what? It's the same thing that we saw here. Unification among the children of Israel. Let let me. um, I got notes all over my book, so let me make sure I give give y'all what I got. We see here three generations of Israelites. Uh, Mother Kim and stand up that's generation number one I'm generation number two Kamisha, stand up that's generation number three but Jeremiah he's number four okay but what we see in this lesson is three generations of Israelites children of Israel who have been held captive by Pharaoh, who have been in the wilderness for 40 years, who thought God take care of them and lead them. They clothes didn't get raggedy. They didn't want for nothing. God provided for them. God protected them. And here we have three generations of them coming back to Jerusalem to do a work. So they, they get back there. Now, the Bible says that their land was in ruins. The other day, I, I, I drove, um, we, we came up, uh, up Lombard, I don't even know what street, we came up Morgan. And on the end of Morgan Street, uh, down the street from Mother Diane on that corner, there used to be a house. That house is gone. Ain't nothing there but bricks. Before the, all the wood got taken away, that was ruined. Anybody drive down Killingsworth, cross the street from Mother May's where that apartment caught fire, all that is ruined. Come, Come on now. So the, Jerusalem, the temple where they went to worship, where they went to praise God for being good, for being great, for being kind, for being loving, for hearing um, Hezekiah and Zechariah preach to them and encourage them, that building was in ruins. Over 50 years, it sat in ruins. And now we have three generations going back in to clean up what was messed up. The two issues and the two main issues in in Ezra is the struggle to rebuild. So when I tell you this struggle is real, this struggle is real. Deaconess said in our meeting, she said, it sounds like you want to leave us. You want to quit. No, that ain't, that. wasn't it. The struggle is real. This is hard work. And it gets tiresome. It gets burdensome. It gets a little weary every now and then because the struggle is real. And every now and then you just need somebody to hold up your arms, somebody to stand in the gap, somebody to intercede on your behalf, somebody to just do it because you know what needs to be done. Well, this is my life. This is my life. This is my purpose. To preach and to teach. And to lead God's people into higher heights and deeper depths of who he is. I I, I heard Pastor Craig Brown when he said over there at New Hope during my 19th, was that 19 years? 18th church anniversary. He said a lot of preachers
0: can, can, can preach, but they can't pastor. And a lot of pastors can, can, can preach, can't pastor. He said, but I think you do both. You can preach and you can pastor. So this is my
2: life. We all got a mouth. The same five shouldn't be the same five praying. We ain't at work at 7. And if we are, you can take a break. Just for a minute, you ain't got to stay on the whole time. Get on and say, well, God, I want to thank you for the opportunity to join my family in and, and, and prayer. I bless your name and I love you. Now I got to go back to work. Amen. And get off the phone. But if you ain't working, what's stopping you from joining us as we come unified together, as we rebuild, as we seek God for revival, and as we experience reformation. Y'all, I didn't, I didn't pray and ask God to give me this message. This was a Sunday school lesson. July 16th. I didn't ask for this message. I didn't ask for this message. It was a Sunday school lesson. But it's what we need. It's Rhema. Shout Rhema. So, 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 the two main issues in 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 Ezra, um, from from chapter one to chapter six, we see that there's a struggle to restore the temple. and then and from chapter seven to verse 10, we find the need for
1: spiritual reformation.
2: See these and and we need to do both at the same time. <laughs> y'all, y'all hear what I'm saying? We need to do both at the same time because folks is dying and don't know Jesus. And they ain't got time for us to wait on rebuilding, then talk about reforming. We got to do both at the same time. That's why we pray and that's the Holy Ghost, help us. Because my mind got to shift. My thinking has got to shift. I can't think like I did in 1984 when Great St. Stephen's was organized because 84 ain't looking like 23. You ain't got folks standing on the freeway snatching adult women, trying to sell them off as sex traders. We don't, we didn't have, we don't, We, we I, I can't recall, remember, I, I know it's been in existence, but y'all know the murder rate has increased since 1984 all over the land? We ain't got time to be, what you say, Sister Yolanda, straddling the fence. And we straddling the fence when we don't want to talk about the goodness of the Lord. we straddling the fence when we can't take our time to pray together with the church family because we know that's what we're supposed to be doing. We're straddling the fence. See, I saw that differently because we've been talking about straddling the fence. i got one foot in the world and one foot in the house of God. Uh, that's what the old folks would say. Straddling the fence is. Well, I'm saying straddling the fence is when you know you're supposed to be doing something and you ain't doing it. Being disobedient. Oh, oh, wait. Let me let me go back to the lesson because I don't want nobody to think I'm 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 playing being mean up in here. Um, but, but 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 we gotta be unified. This is a this is the theme of Ezra. If you don't believe me, read it. Read it. Okay, let me see. What else did I get here? Um, the, the 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 they 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 had a common struggle. They had a common struggle, and they were challenged to work together. Now, Mother Harris could not have come down here to take down that sign. Right? Right. Mother Harris could not have come down here and took down that sign. But Brother Farrell could have said, Mother Harris. I'm I'm working um with a couple of artists. I'm trying to get an estimate. Can you make some phone calls for me? Y'all want some training? Here it is. That that's how we work together. Elder Farmer, we don't see him on Sunday. But everywhere he go, he talking about Greater St. Stephen's. He and un- contacted Elder Mitchell in Fresno, making ready to have a backpack giveaway. It's, it, it's carrying on the work. Cause you know, Elder, Elder Mitchell is a part of Greater St. Stephen's. Anytime I say I need somebody to pray, I need somebody to teach about prayer. he passed on there. What you need me to do? He's part of us. You'll hear him in August praying with us. So they're still working. We're working together to advance the kingdom of God to do the work of the kingdom. And but we want to sit at home and twiddle our thumbs. All right. So in 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 Ezra, uh, the work stopped. I read in Ezra chapter five why the work stopped because um. Let me get back here. Chapter five. You had um. The governor, Titania, or Titana, and Shere uh, Tyre um, and their companion, that was verse 3. They came to Jerusalem. They made a special trip to Jerusalem. And they said, who told you you can do this? Who gave you the order? Who gave you the command? So the work stopped. They they got discouraged. They gave up because they let their haters bully them. Let me ask you, who's bullying you today? We got work to do, saints. Who's bullying you to keep you from doing what God has told you to do here? Who who Who's trying to bring shame to you because you spend all your time at the church? I was talking to some family yesterday, and I said, "Well, it's ready it's a time for me to retire. I'm ready to retire." It was like, "Well, you can't retire from the church. What? You don't even go to church. And how are you going to tell me that I can retire, can't retire from
0: the church? Get
2: your behind down here so we can have some laborers.
0: So the work stops. 20 years later,
2: they go back with a different generation. That's where our lesson picks up at, chapter 6. So did y'all hear how long it takes them to rebuild? Well, the building lied in ruins for 50 years. So they went and they started to the work, and then they had to stop, and they waited another 20 years. So, so, so the work ain't going to get done overnight, but we can't stop. Israel had
0: renewed
2: their covenant with God and had begun acting in obedience to him. Pastor Black, why are we on a fast? Because greater St. Stephen needs to renew our covenant with God and start acting like we are his obedient children. Again, this was not a message that I sought the Lord for. This was a Sunday school book, Mother Harris. I didn't pray this week and ask God to give me word. I told Mother Kimington them last night I had to go home and go to bed because my head hurt because I couldn't get the Sunday school lesson together. And that was like, what, 1030? I had been reading the devotional reading all week. I had listened to the whole six, how many chapters is this, six chapters? Ten. I listened to ten chapters of Ezra. Trying to get my mind wrapped around this. And when the Lord began to speak, it was late last night. Early this morning. You all have been praying for this to happen. Look at what Ezra is saying in the lesson. Ezra is saying it's time for the people to rebuild. It's time for the people to experience revival. It's time for the people to change. No, we think we don't need to change. If you think you don't need to change, something wrong with you.
0: That's
2: all I'm going to say there. But let's look at this real quick, and we're going to be just about done, because I think, I think I've captured it all. Um, King Cyrus, King Darius, they were responsible for the temple. King Texas was responsible for making sure the people changed. we don't have three kings right here right now I'd be crazy to say there was three of me y'all would think I was crazy so the job of the leader is to oversee the work to motivate and encourage and in this lesson, everyone that is under the voice of the leader, that's verses
0: thirteen and fourteen, are the Oh, amen. Go right there. They're to
2: follow instructions. Read your Bible. It's so uh, verse fourteen says, and the elders, here you come. Deacon Gwynn. Brother Pharaoh, Brother Kimmy. And the elders of the Jews built and they prospered prospered, prospered through the prophesying, and that's the preaching in the text, of Haggai the prophet and Zechariah. And they built and finished it according to the commandments of the God of Israel and according to the commandment of Cyrus, Darius, and Artaxas, king of Persia. So they did the work. They followed the vision. They followed the plan. You might not agree, but you still got to do what? Follow the plan. You might not even understand it through and through, but you still got to do what? I don't know why we praying. I ain't getting on the line. I don't pray like Elder Minnie Webber. I don't pray like Sister Janetta. I don't pray like Deacon Faye. I ain't getting on the line.
0: Do you see yourself out of order with those thoughts?
2: Well, you should. Because God is not requiring you to pray like Janetta, Faye, Kathy, Kim. He ain't requiring, He wants your prayer. He wants your words. He wants what he's put inside of you to come out. And if, if you haven't studied his word, then his word ain't going to come out of you because you ain't studied his word.
0: I had to look up into the sky because I didn't want nobody to think I was talking about them.
2: Darius gave instructions. Children of Israel obeyed. They did the work. Verse 15 tells. Verse 14 tells us they built and they finished according to the commandments of God. And then verse 15 said they celebrated. One of the classes I took in school talked about community organizing. And in community organizing, you bring the community together, and the community talks about what we're going to do, how it's going to happen, and you have a couple of different meetings with the community. And then you begin to do some of the work because the project is bigger than everybody. It can't be done overnight. But in the midst of doing the project, when you do one thing, you pause, and you go back and reflect on what you did, and then you do a little celebration. You don't stop work, you pick up, and you start doing the next thing. But you don't do the next thing like you did the first thing. So maybe you struggled this week with your fasting and your praying. Oh, God is a God of second chance. We can start over again today and get it right. Not not to please Pastor Black, because Pastor Black ain't at your house. She ain't with you when you pull up to the Burger King, the McDonald's, the Taco Bell, the Jack in the Box. She ain't with you. Don't see what you're eating, don't know what you're praying, but God does. And that's who we've got to what give the glory to, give the honor to. We want him to be pleased with what we say and what we do. So let me see what else was in this lesson here. Uh, The other thing I saw is that everybody had. Remember, I told you those that were under 20 had a work to do. And then we just see right here in verse 14, it says, and the elders, that was the older group. They came in. Everybody got work to do. And we don't have the under 20. So what should you be praying for I don't know what to pray for. Why are we praying for thirty days every day at seven o'clock? I don't. We don't have people under the age of twenty. That's something to pray about. It's not. Y'all, do y'all see this in the book? Read through Ezra. Read through Ezra. Let me see. I got one more point I want to make. We gonna go home before the heat rises. One of the things that we must do is continue to praise God for his faithfulness. God has
1: been faithful.
2: God has been faithful. That's another thing to pray for. God, I thank you for your faithfulness. I thank you for your faithfulness. You woke us up this morning. You watched over us all night long. I thank you down through the years. I'm 70. I'm 80. You kept us. You've been faithful. So we gotta praise God. Continue to praise God. And don't be in a hurry. Don't be in a hurry. I told us a couple of weeks ago that, that 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 wham bam thank you ma'am don't work. Okay, y'all y'all you know what I'm talking right? It don't work. It don't work. Especially when we're talking about change my heart, change my mind. Change the way I walk, change the way I talk, change the way I think. No, God is not deaf. No, he is not hard of hearing. But we want to follow and be obedient to his word. His word said, man, I to always. And we sometimes, we got to pray a thing because we don't want to let go of it. So I said, why do you keep praying the same thing? Because I'm still holding on to it. When I let go of it, I can pray about something else. But right now, I'm still I'm still holding on to that thing, so I gotta pray about it because I need it to. I need I need God to help me open up my hand and release it. So until we see the change, we're gonna keep praying. Until we see the manifestation, we're gonna keep praying. The lesson tells us that there is a time and a place for everything. As we worship the Lord as a lifestyle. As we worship the Lord as a lifestyle. It don't do no good to listen to, um, let me see, let me, let me hit everybody. Earth, Wind, and Fire, Tupac, Bobby Blue Bland, Aretha Franklin, Curtis Mayfield, uh, the faithful singers, did I hit everybody? Everybody listen to some of that? Now, baby girl, what you listen to back there? Beyonce, you listen to Beyonce? Uh Uh-huh, yeah. It don't do us no good to listen to that all week long. And then come to church and expect to be able to worship the Lord. We've got to worship him at home. Private worship will impact your corporate worship. Oh, that was training right there. You missed it. Private worship will impact your corporate worship. And this is corporate worship right here. And so I, when we said lift hands, if you hadn't been lifting them at home, it just would have been an instant reflex. Oh, I heard the quickening in my spirit. Lift my hands. People at home ought to know that we are children of the Most High God. Holiness is a lifestyle. It's not a denomination. People on our job ought to know that we can get a prayer through and that what we speak, we speak truth and righteousness. And our yay is yay, and our nay is nay. So it's a lifestyle. And so we have an opportunity here to make every effort to live a life in balance. Remembering that by grace, We are saved and not of ourselves. We couldn't save ourselves. We didn't save ourselves. But it was by the grace of God. That's something to pray about too. The grace of God, salvation is a gift. We can receive it or we can reject it. But it's been given to us. Who don't like receiving gifts in here?
1: Everybody like a gift.
2: Even if you get a gift and you open it up and you don't like it, don't nobody know it. That That's people that got good manners. People that got good manners will never open a gift and see that they don't like it and say, I don't like this. That, that, people with good manners, You open up a gift. You was excited because it was wrapped up all beautiful. I got a gift. And you open it up and it's something you don't like. That same energy you had when you saw the beautiful package. The same energy you had when you look at whatever it is that's ugly in the box. That energy should not change. Have some, some respect. Go home and say, ooh, that show was ugly. To yourself. Tell nobody else. But God has given us a gift that's beautiful.
0: He changed our
2: lives. He turned our mourning into laughter. He gave us joy instead of heartache and pain. He gave us love, peace, and happiness. We ought to want everybody to have a part of our gift. We ought to boast about the goodness of the Lord. We ought to practice boasting about his goodness. I want to challenge you this week. When you get on the phone with somebody, boast about
1: the goodness of the Lord.
2: We were sitting in the nail shop last Saturday, and we had the whole side of the nail shop. We took the whole compound
0: and everybody else. We had
2: about six chairs,
0: and a man walked in,
2: and he looked at all of us and turned around, and he looked at me and said, good morning. I said, good morning. How are you? And his next words was, I'm blessed. I said, I'm blessed, too. The nail tech that was doing mom's nails, she looked up at me. She said, you know him? I said, no, I don't have to know him. To be able to boast about how good God is. I don't have to know him to speak. I don't have to know him to speak. He said he was blessed. I, was, Brother, I want you to know I'm blessed too. People ought to know that we're best. So this week, let's boast
0: on the goodness of the Lord.
2: Let's boast. When you get on the phone or prayer time, whoever opened up, if they they started the prayer boasting about the goodness of the Lord and it's your turn, go ahead and boast about the goodness of the Lord. Ain't nobody going to be mad at you but the devil. But boast about this week let's boast as we are fasting as we are praying as we are seeking God as we rebuild experience revival, and have some reformation take place not only in ourselves but in this community and in this church let's boast about the goodness
1: of the Lord
2: let's tell somebody about God will put a yes and the hearts and minds of all those that we're going to go and talk to and ask them to help us do something. Because we're living in obedience. We're praising him. We're worshiping him. We are being unified. When we come together, we're doing the same thing.
0: Let's stand to our feet. Every head is bowed,
1: every eye is closed. Father, we thank you today for your word. We thank you that it was a right now word. It was was a rhema word. We we understood everything that Ezra wanted us to understand today.
2: We've been at a place uh, Haggai and Zechariah was right here today encouraging us with encouraging words, helping us to stay focused, helping us to stay the course, helping us to be steadfast and unmovable, helping us to be determined to to fast and to pray and to see the rebuilding of our temple. God, I thank you because revival is coming. Revival is coming. Revival is coming. God, I thank you. God, thank you for changing our minds today. Thank you for improving the way we worship, for improving the way we pray, for improving the way we fast, for improving the way we live in obedience, for improving the way we live holy, live righteous, and live blameless in this corrupt and perverse nation. Thank you, Father. God, we boast in you today because there's none like you. There's no name greater than the name of Jesus no name greater, and we honor you today, and we appreciate you, and we thank you for this word. We ask that you would bless the hearers and give due to power to the doers, and God, as we plant plant our hands to work, you bless it. We open our mouth to ask for stuff. You go before us. You put a yes to they spirit. Yes, I'll do it for free. Yes, I'll give you a discount. Yes, I'll come and help. Yes, I'll volunteer. Yes, I'll come to worship. Yes, I'll come to serve. Yes, I will do it. Put a yes in us, God. Put a yes in us, God. That we will live in obedience to
1: your will and to thank you, and we give you praise. And now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with us,
2: hence now and forever. What I say unto one, I say unto
1: all, rebuild, revival, and reformation.
2: Be blessed in Jesus' name. Have a blessed week, church family.
0: Love you all.